The Compliance Perspectives podcast is sponsored by Entrax, the contract lifecycle management solution that is exclusively focused on healthcare. Learn more at www.entrax.com. Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Minneapolis is Lisa Bethlantini-Walker. Lisa is Assistant General Counsel of Marquetta and CEO and founder of Lumen Worldwide Endeavors. She's a board member for SCCE and HCCA and author of the chapter ESG Cyber and Privacy, Bridging the Divide in the 2023 Complete Compliance and Ethics Manual. Uh, Lisa, thanks for joining us and for all your work on the manual. Well, I'm just thrilled to be here. This is one of my favorite topics, so I'm excited to to share a little bit about why I think this is so important. Well, I'm glad you're here too, because I find ESG fascinating. It's a hot topic these days, as are things like privacy and data security, all of which you address in the chapter. How, though, I want to ask, do privacy and security count as part of ESG? They're not typically talked about that way. Great question. So I think that one of the things we need to start with is to really talk about what ESG is and what ESG is not. So ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. And these are really broad topics. Um, They can cover a lot of different things. But I like to think of ESG as the way that the company or organization navigates the world. And the world is the planet, the people on it, and the choices that we make in terms of how to conduct our business. So if you think of it very broadly, ESG covers a lot of areas. Now, privacy and security are not separate and apart from ESG. They are integral to how the organization navigates the world and the people within it. So when you think about privacy and security, you're talking about how to keep data safe and how to make sure that you have appropriate safeguards around the systems, processes, people, et cetera, within an organization and how they interact with that set of data and systems. So I think it's something that perhaps hasn't gotten as much attention, but certainly should be getting attention. And, and, you know, what's interesting, as you're saying that, I'm thinking is, uh, you know, when you're keeping data safe, you're basically keeping people safe, because if the data gets out, it harms people. And that does seem like a much more natural fit than it's often discussed. Now, with investors so focused on ESG these days and, and few things hurting stock value more than a data breach, what should organizations be doing in terms of their data governance framework to help them improve their ESG ratings? This is a great question, too, because I think that a lot of times companies and the people within them get lost in the thought that, well, we have a good practice. And to me, that that's great. If you don't talk about what your practices are and how they support your ESG framework in terms of your commitment to the people and the planet and how that interacts with your profitability, then 
no one really is going to understand the story, right? So I think one of the things that we need to do is to really help to connect the dots and to be transparent about the practices that are important and the philosophy behind how you're thinking about data governance and how you're protecting data. So it's not enough to simply be doing good things in a vacuum. You have to be able to speak about what you're doing so that investors and rating agencies can understand how you're fulfilling that stewardship role. Well, and also, you know, it, it helps consumers and all the end users understand that their data is in fact protection. Now, what about cybersecurity and privacy metrics? What makes the most sense? Well, with cybersecurity and privacy metrics, um, there are a lot of different approaches out there. Um, personally, I spend a lot of time looking at what SASB, the Sustainability Accounting Standards Board, has put out. And these cybersecurity and privacy metrics can vary dramatically by industry. Um, but oftentimes you'll see questions about the number of times that you've had to notify for a breach or asking for more qualitative disclosures about what your privacy philosophy is and the types of standards that you're gearing your cybersecurity program towards. Um, there isn't a one-size-fits-all, but when you think about what's important and how you measure it, that's, I think, where you start connecting those uh, metrics that matter to disclosures that make sense for your organization. Let's shift gears a, a little bit, but stay within this data realm. Uh, one issue is data proliferation. You know, companies seem to collect ever more data and often lose track of where it is all stored. I mean, it's a, it's a constant problem that everything seems to collect data and no one seems to know where it is, how to keep their handles on it. How can and should that best be managed? Well, <laughs> I think that uh, we are currently in what I would call a bad episode of hoarders. Um, <laughs> collecting, collecting data is easy to do, and there's so much space available, right? Like, yes, it does cost money to have space to store data, but the costs associated with large volumes of data have gone steadily down. So it makes it easier to rationalize why you should keep things forever. Um, but one of the, the, the key elements of a proper record retention program is that there needs to be a clear path to destruction of data, destruction of, um, you know, information that you just don't need anymore, right? The, the only things that can be taken for, from you are the things that you have, and therefore keeping that surface vector in terms of, uh, you know, your, your cache of information smaller rather than larger and rationalized makes a lot of sense. So when we think about data proliferation, I think it's always important to say, do we have a rationalized approach to how we retain data and when it's time to let it 
go. It's kind of like cleaning out your closet or cleaning your desk. You really should make a hygiene practice of it and then continually upgrade and continually uh, monitor that because it can get out of hand very easily, especially in the the cyber world where when things are out of sight, they're often out of mind and nobody's, you know, trolling through the data day in and day out. So it's something that we need to do as a proper hygiene practice and just make the time and energy available to do it properly. I really love the analogy of the cleaning out the closet uh, because I think all of us, you know, have that and it takes something to get you to go through it. And then you realize, you know what, I'm not missing that shirt. I'm not missing those pants. Um, it's one of those things where we do have this tendency just to want to hold on. And I do want to underscore one of the lines that you just, one of the things you, you just said, which is the only thing that can be taken from you are the things that we have. Um, you know, that that's a great point it, you can't have a breach and a theft of data you haven't collected and there needs to be the recognition that yes all that data is an asset but it's also a potential liability and need to weigh one versus the other um, finally there's also a host of ethics issues when it comes to managing the data and as we've seen recently with ai those ethics considerations can really just mushroom in terms of the number of them and size. How do we best incorporate ethics into the consideration? I love this question too, because I think that um, what we're seeing more and more is that ethics need to be the heartbeat of an organization, which means it's part of everything we do, how we navigate the world, how we navigate the people in it. So when we think about managing data, the values and the ethics and ethos behind how that is done needs to be at the front end. So when we think about incorporating ethics, the should we versus can we should always be part of the first conversation. Should we keep this data rather than can we keep this data? Should we use this you know, technology or this algorithm versus can we? So it's always keeping in mind that the answer may be yes, we can, but we should always be asking the question, should we, when we can? And that's how I think, you know, ethics needs to be at the forefront for everything, privacy, data governance, data security related. And should we is not a hard question to ask. It may be a hard one to answer, but it's a question that we should be asking. Well, Lisa Bath, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us today and in the chapter ESG Cyber and Privacy Bridging the Divide in the 2023 Complete Compliance and Ethics Manual. Uh, I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletop from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we were able to expand your compliance perspective.